Hello and welcome to the Sound from the Grave podcast. My name is Yusuf. And my name is Vanya. And I'm Kyle. And not every movie needs a post credit scene. <laughs> yes, it does. Is this a Marvel uh, movie? No. It's a Marvel movie. <laughs> this is a Marvel podcast, buddy. Oh, God. It's a Marvel podcast. <laughs> what have we turned quote into? You could use? Uh, who, uh, who gives a fuck about a movie? <laughs> <laughs> who gives a fuck about a movie? So, we are back after literally a month of no activity. We've just been extremely busy. Yeah. All three of us have just been busy. Like, our schedules haven't matched up. Like, I just got it a was new... A... It was wild. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was an unplanned hiatus. Yeah. Because like I started a new job and I was still getting used to that schedule. A certain a certain someone got married. Hi, how are you? Hi guys, <laughs> I got married. Wow. Uh I say congrats to V. Everybody say and congrats. Nick. And to V and Nick. You guys may not see it, but I'm holding a knife. If you if you're not watching the YouTube video, I'm holding a knife to your throats right now. Say congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to, to whoever feels threatened by you. Me, the least threatening person in the world. The least threatened, threatened person in the world. He's literally the golden retriever boyfriend. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. So much so that and I By could... the way, speaking of, Yusuf <laughs> caught the garter. Oh my god, y'all should totally date him. You said golden retriever, I, I said taken, you, I'm fetch. married and all we need is a Get a honey bun. You so caught the garter. Nice. I caught the garter. He Hell did. Yeah. Yep. He did. <laughs> he was like, "Huh, single ladies, lol." <laughs> catch the garter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. One time I was single and I caught a bouquet and I started crying and I'm like, oh, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> no, I was literally like, "What happens next?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, Tender swipe like crazy. No. Anyway, no. anyway. No, we don't. We don't care about that. <laughs> but regardless, hi. Yeah. We're so back. We're back. We're gonna Kyle be playing. Kyle has also been working a lot, so yeah. please congratulate Kyle for on, working. On being an amazing. Tolerating everybody's shit in spring break. <laughs> That's another thing. And grad bash. And grad bash for being uh, an exemplary universal team member. That's right. <laughs> All the code. I forgot what the code C- I, I forgot what what the code for condom, but I know that code V is vomit. <laughs> that whatever. Uh, code five is the protein spill. Yes, yeah, I don't oh, know. Disney calls them protein uh, spills too. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back. Um, we are going to be playing kind of catch up because I know there's a lot of stuff that's been coming out, a lot of stuff that's been released that well, we haven't had a chance to discuss. Stuff that got announced. Stuff that got announced. So all yeah. of them have been code violations. Yes, they have a code violation. <laughs> I, I know. And um, yeah. so yeah, we we are gonna start off today with a super super late review of Scream Six. 
Um, we're gonna try and catch up on like the other stuff that got released. I think like the other big one is is Evil Dead Rise, uh, like major release wise. That's been okay, recent. but Evil Dead Rise. I thought we were in that. Next. I thought so too, but then Kyle reminded me we hadn't done Scream Six. I was like, yeah, that's right, we haven't done Scream Six. We got to do Scream Six. I mean, I know that we we were doing Scream Six, but I thought we were leaving Evil Dead Rise for the next. So yeah, we're doing Scream Six today. We're doing Evil Dead Rise the next episode. Bomb. Anyways, erase, 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 delete, 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 delete. You know that's not gonna. Anyway, delete it. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> fine, fine. Anyway, <laughs> I'm suing. You're suing. <laughs> I'm. Su- okay. Um, let me just kind of get back into the groove. Okay, so yeah, we're playing catch-up. There's a lot of stuff that's been released recently that we haven't had a chance to discuss yet, so super late review today of Scream 6. Um, later on, we're going to be reviewing Evil Dead Rise. I haven't seen it yet, just because I've been busy. I might see it this weekend, but I haven't seen Renfield. I really want to see Renfield. You haven't seen Renfield? I am behind. I haven't seen Renfield either. No, Y'all got to go out and see Renfield. I saw ASAP. Evil Dead Rise last weekend, and I saw a Mario Brothers movie, which was amazing. I loved Mario Brothers. Was... Um, a Mario was great. Oh, it was such a love letter to Nintendo, and I loved did it. Did you see the uh, after credit scene? Yes, I did. Are you kidding me? They're bringing yeah. one of my favorite characters in, in the entire Nintendo uh-huh. <laughs> lore to, to the big screen. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's all we're saying because I know V hasn't seen it yet. I haven't seen Super Mario. Oh, you gotta see it. It's so cute. <laughs> I, <reference stuff. laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I, I technically have it. Oh, y'all both have to see <laughs> Renfield. <laughs> yeah, I need to see Renfield for sure. Trying to bullshit, but you know, you're still in the high seas. No one, I got to do that. See, I see a Nick feet. <laughs> see Nick's oh, no. feet. Oh <laughs> no! See Nick's feet. Your feet is big, top 4K. All the foot fetish people are going crazy right now. Oh, oh Quentin Tarantino! Uh, Quentin Tarantino's rolling. To be fair, I stubbed, he stubbed his toe at Best Buy today, and I was like, "Do oh, you want me to rub your feet for you?" I mean, it, I, if oh I cut your foot fetish, I'm sorry, but uh. <laughs> anyway. So, let's talk a little bit about. Some stuff that's been announced recently and got released recently. Um, before we, because yeah. I know we we got to talk about the new spec map that dropped from Horror Nights Nightmares. But before we talk about that, I think yeah, horror wise, yeah, horror wise, one of the big things that got announced is like we got an official release date for Saw Ten. It's coming out October twenty third, if I'm not mistaken. October twenty third. Yep. It's gonna be officially called so Saw Ten. Dope. So, so now it's like so now they're title. finally confirming that Spiral yeah. is considered Saw Nine. Maybe because Jigsaw was supposed to be Saw Eight, yeah, and they're just jumping straight into Saw Ten. So I'm assuming they just decided to call Spiral Saw Nine. Spiral was supposed to be from the book of Saw, which was supposed supposed to be a spinoff, which is what's so confusing. Continuation, yeah. So I don't Mm. care. I'm just here to see Tobin Bell in a backwards hat and a hoodie. Exactly. You know that's how I'm gonna go see that movie. We're all gonna pull up in a hoodie and a backwards hat. You absolutely have to. (laughs) I'm just here for the gore porn. But um yeah we CinemaCon was great no, uh, like, <laughs> all this stuff that got really like got announced too so yeah I'm really happy about that uh, I'm finally that we're, yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad that we're like finally getting more confirmation and more news about Saw Ten yeah well yeah Saw Ten 
black phone a black phone sequel which i'm like being, mm, or maybe been a prequel i don't know anyway that that got announced a uh, smile sequel uh, mm-hmm. got announced um yeah that's a lot of stuff the the trailer for voyage of the demeter came out which looks insanely oh, oh, good looks uh-huh. beautiful i mean uh, it's robert eggers what what more can you expect absolutely that's my boy yep and uh, Maxine finished filming, I believe, if Max, I'm not mistaken, right? Maxine's coming out later this year. Yeah, but they already finished filming, little, I think, right? Yeah, I've seen a little, yeah. little behind the scenes of it. It looks yeah. great. And the cast is uh, stacked, too. It's got a huge, like, oh, it's really big stack. Like, cast, yeah. Back. I mean, it's yep. got Kevin Bacon. They got somebody that I sizzles. Think, I think they actually got, we actually got full confirmation from a credible source about that whole Frankenstein or possible, uh, Frankenstein Monsters movie, the one that had uh, that was supposed to have uh, Oscar Isaac's in it. Oh yeah, that's right. Garfield, yeah. Yes. Supposedly that that guy confirmed that that's legit yep. happening. Finally. Oh. Uh, and also, see, what else kind I guess kind of horror related, but also Marvel related because I guess I consider Blade to be like a Marvel horror character, yeah. but Mia Goth is, but, is attached uh, Mia Goth to Blade. Is in it. She is going to be in Blade. Oh, Mia Goth is attached to Blade. So I'm like, oof, keep it coming. Megoth is a rising star. I love it. Marvel. Yeah, we love it. Megoth stands here. Um, Megoth and Jenna Ortega right now are like the horror it exactly. girls. I don't I, I, I think. Well, well, you know, speaking of Jenna Ortega, even though it had been confirmed that she is in it, but it was talked, it was talked about before that, that she was going to play her, the person this has already been 100% confirmed, even though I, I, I still say I'm never going to believe this until I'm in the theater. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Beetlejuice 2. That's officially confirmed, confirmed by WB. And supposedly, rumor is Jenna Ortega is going to be playing Lydia's daughter. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I wonder if they. I wonder if. I wonder if they would bring back uh, Renona for. Uh, I, I'm sure she like considering how popular she is because of Stranger Things. It'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 not just Stranger Things. You know, she she's she does Yellow Jackets as well, and season two's underway right now. Oh, with other writers in there? I thought it was Christina Ritchie. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Christina Ritchie, yeah. Okay. And I mean, this is more of like I, a I this, is more, <laughs> this is more of just like a personal thing. But I would love to see Catherine O'Hara come back as well. Oh yeah. Just because yeah. I love Catherine O'Hara. She's amazing. Be great. <laughs> and from I think they confirmed Michael Keaton was gonna come back as Beetlejuice. I mean, it'd be weird if it if he wasn't if it wasn't him. Yeah. Because I think it would just defeat Beetlejuice as a character. But it's like, man, do <laughs> you think he could still do it? Like right now, I, I definitely think he can still do it. I like that we're kind of like in the Renaissance God, of like eighties Keaton because we're yeah. now getting Beetlejuice too, and we're also gonna get Keaton Batman back in the Flash. Oh god! I'm so excited for that. Keaton Batman, I'm so fucking stoked. <laughs> like, like, I don't even care about the Flash. I'm just here for Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, I, I'm not even. I, I'm not even like. I'm just gonna like close my eyes during all the Flash parts. <laughs> just watch all the bat. I'm gonna try and make it as much of a Batman movie as I can. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're using to market it. So yeah, I mean, it's kind uh, of the same thing they did with like the Spider-Man No Way Home, where they're like, oh yeah, look at all the old villains coming back. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, if you saw the, saw this one, this one's fucking wild. There's going to be a horror version of it, of It's a Wonderful Life coming out. I'm sorry, 
what? Yes. A horror a version horror of It's a Wonderful Life. Of It's a Wonderful Life, it's yeah. A, it's a horrible it life? Got, uh, a f- Pangoria and oh a Bloody God. Disgusting. That's uh, incredible. I am loving let me, that. Let me, let me see if I can find it. That's insanely cool. I love that. Because he... I, I, I wonder if it's still going to be like a Christmas movie? Yeah, it, it's a horror take on the Christmas classic. Oh, I love that. Because you, know, uh, you know I'm a sucker Justin for... Long. Oh, Justin Long Say is less. the lead. Say less. Yep, Sold. I know. Absolutely. Sold. Like, it's got two of my favorite things. I love Christmas-themed horror movies, and I love Justin Long. So, yes, to both. Yep. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, any other big news that have come out horror-wise recently, but... I know. I don't have any horror... Not horror-wise, but... Mm-hmm. Ben Diesel announced at Simicon <laughs> that uh, that uh, Fast and the Furious uh, Fast Ten Part Two comes out. In it's a horror podcast. Family, <laughs> family. It's nothing. Hor- there's nothing scarier. Podcast. Listen, Vanya. There's nothing scarier than family. <laughs> I'm an orphan. <laughs> there's nothing scarier than having to go uh, through the, <laughs> oh through the ride. Uh, uh, I don't know how many people like are are excited about it. Like I'm pretty stoked for it. In June, uh, uh, Boogeyman comes out, and that looks legit scary. Oh yeah, I saw the trailers for that. I'm like, it looks it looks cool. Yeah, and then there's that A24 horror movie coming out. Tell me, uh, is it Talk to Me? I think it's called. Uh, called. Talk to Me. Yeah. Yeah, I I felt kind of misleading with the trailer because like everybody in A24 was like, it's gonna be our scariest trailer ever. I was like, this is not a scary trailer. <laughs> it's really not that scary. Oh. Yeah. I, I like how they used the A twenty four logo with like the hand like bending back and stuff. That was that was cool. That was sick. Yeah. But yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I I think it's something I'm gonna have to watch with subtitles because I could barely understand what they said in the trailer because there's some really thick British oh, yeah. accents in there, and they're also very very fast. Um, <laughs> the David Gordon Green Exorcist finally uh, has a it has a release date and its uh, title is The Exorcist. The believer, Del- right? Uh, believer. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's see what he does with this. I mean, I personally really enjoyed what he did with the Halloween trilogy. I, I like how he kind of changed things up a little bit. Um, funny enough, I, I had just started rewatching the entire Halloween franchise. I just finished Halloween Ends today. Well, and I'm like, what a high note to end this on. I freaking love Halloween Ends. I don't care. It's pretty great, and I don't know why. Plus, it's, it's always fun seeing just Corey's characters. It's so much fun to watch. But anyway, I digress. We have we have other things uh, to talk about. <laughs> oh, uh, since we're speaking of Scream, uh, you know that a, a Scream uh, board game has been released, or is going to be released. Oh by, yeah, I heard uh, about that announcement. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as that comes out, we have to buy it, and we have to have we we should play it on the podcast. We should do a video of us playing the game. There we go. There we we go. should do it with like CC and everybody. Just like have like a board game night and just play Scream. Oh, okay. So the Wonderful Life horror movie is called a, "It's a Wonderful Knife," and <laughs> it's by uh, it's by Freaky Rider and Tragedy Girls director. Oh my god, this is gonna be insanely cool! I love this. All right, it's a it's a nice little piece it. of news. I, I like that's that. It, though. Okay, it's it's interesting that we're doing Scream Six today. Uh, before we go 
uh, into the spec map because for those that don't know, it literally just dropped uh, like yesterday on, on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus and on digital too. I think you can already buy it on digital. Oh. And I'm over here like uh, physical release when please. Exactly. Like I want to go to Best Buy and if they have a steel book, because Best Buy usually has the best steel books. Yep. I'm really hoping they do. I'll talk about some other stuff later on for the Scream stuff. That's for mm. later. Okay. So, yeah, before we get into Scream 6, we do have to talk about the today just dropped most recent thing, which is the um, HHN32 Orlando spec map. Yep. Um, definitely some big changes there. Some new, some, some yeah, new information. Uh, some interesting stuff on there. Very, very cryptic. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I have some thoughts about certain things that I think they're trying to throw off on us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's. I think we should just go ahead and get started. So on the map itself, we're gonna go. Um, usually, the way me and Vanya would do the maps, and even when we did our review for last year's HHN, we just kind of went like you're walking through the gates, going all the way up to Jimmy Fallon, then making a ride through uh, New York, and then doing that whole loop instead of starting from Hollywood. We start from yeah. from New York. Okay, so, so we're gonna um, do that. So our first house in that area would be Demon Slayer, based on the anime. Hmm. That's Kime- interesting. Kimetsu no Yaiba. I've, I've never watched the Demon Slayer. Neither anime. have I, so I have no idea what to expect of this. Hi. So Vanya, anyway. our, res- our resident weeb here, she's gonna tell us all I know about Demon it. Resident weeb? I'm a resident weeb. Oh my god! I should get you are. You absolutely okay. are. Yeah. Listen, we we have everybody's got. I know a Demon Slayer is. It's pretty big though because I see Demon Slayer merch all the time at Universal. Yeah, Universal. So... Might, they might have a contract with them. Plus, Universal they Studios would. in Japan has a. Yeah. Demon Slayer show or ride or something. Ride. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell, tell me a little. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Demon Slayer yeah, for us so, who know nothing. I'm giving you guys a summarization of it. Basically, um, uh, how, how do I go about this the right way? So. Sister gets attacked by demon. She survives demon bites. She kills entire family. Her entire their enti- entire family is slaughtered, but obviously him. And then obviously, like she, like you know, the mom is dead. The siblings are dead, but obviously his younger sister Nezuko, which is the actual demon, uh, is still alive. Uh, obviously, she, is she the one with the scroll in her she, mouth? Yeah, okay. and that she's the one with that on her mouth. But he he realizes, uh, God, I forgot his name, the main character. But Katanjiro uh, is um, realizes that she has the potential to control, like you know her her demon powers. But obviously, like they go play demons together. There's like a antagonist that's like you know behind all of this and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The and but it's very horror esque. The only thing that I will say is that it does has like it's like you know their post feudal era kind of like you know charm to it. There's a lot of like, like Japan, colors, like old Japan. Like Japan but that, but it, it is it can be gory to an extent. By to an extent, it's not like Elf and Light. I don't know if you guys know that anime. Um, I know a little games, bit about it. Yeah, and all this other stuff. But it's not to that level. But it, it is more of a 
I guess a more tangible like anime that anybody can relate to if they were to do that. Okay. So I mean, it is. It is. A, a, I know it's a really hot property right now because I've seen a lot of merch. I've seen a lot of people dressed up and like yeah. conventions and stuff. So it's, I can definitely tell it's yeah. popular. Hey, it's, sell Demon it, Slayer merch literally at the Universal merch booths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Demon Slayer, and it does have, like, a charm to it. For me, this is just an, a personal opinion to me. It is very reminiscent to me of Inuyasha, but it's more of the gore and horror aspect that it has to it. Okay. But, you know, but, so... although, like, Demon Slayer is not my favorite because it is mainstream, but it has its horror elements. And I can see it working as the house. The only thing that I do not, uh, like see that it's a little cheesy is seeing scare actors in actual demon slayer like costumes and or cosplay that's super that's a super cheesy idea to me but i do understand that their universal studios japan just had their renovated attraction into mugen train which is like based off the movie that they just released uh, not they didn't just release. They actually released another one, a, a sequel movie, kind of bullshit. Anyway, regardless, it's like after the first season, then you see Mugen Train, then it's the second season, which I haven't watched. I know fake fan, and then like then there's another one. Okay, you know, but uh, I mean, I do enjoy the anime a lot. It does have its horror elements, but I just think it's very cheesy, especially if you're doing it here in America. I don't think it's gonna work, but if it does. That they bring it over here, it is gonna be kind of like, eh, it's it's. Uh, it might, it really, might, I, I guess it could be considered kind of like the lighthearted, like kind of funhouse. Right, kind of like thing what is, Killer like, Clowns was, or like what. Yeah, but the problem is that Demon Slayer is in the depths, in in the deep waters of Crunchyroll, and I know that Netflix does have some ownership to it. I just don't know how much Netflix is negotiating with their other studios mm. to be able to create that you know to give that ownership yeah so that is an interesting i it's an interesting concept but i don't think it's likely that's in my opinion but if it does happen i like to see how they execute that because mm. that's gonna be very uh sl weird slash horror slash like I don't know. Like it's gonna be a different. Yeah, it's just very colorful, but also gory. It's yeah, because like I, like I said, from what I've mix. seen, like costume wise and merch wise, a lot of it is like really colorful. So I'm just like, I don't see the horror in this. But you know, like I said, I haven't seen it. I can't really give you an opinion on it. Yeah, uh, probably I mean, if you guys may or may not the watch first it. Season, it's it does have like I said, it's horror elements. Just the the off the colors that they throw in this anime is just a little bit off putting and I just don't see it in the house me personally just me personally mm. but so. um I do like that you mentioned feudal Japan I I love the aesthetic of feudal Japan so if, if that somehow gets put into horror nights I'll be very happy right because I I remember I think this is when we looked at the first spec map this might have been what they were putting in as like Japanese characters oh shit could be could have been because originally we were kind of discussing that it could have been japanese mythological creatures like oni and that like kind of a stuff. kaiju or something or a, or yeah. a kaiju house oh my god <laughs> give me godzilla yeah. please i mean it could have been very cryptic i just think that it, it would have worked better if they did more of a oni lore slash uh yeah, or or know, not even japanese kaiju. just japanese i would even do like just like asian cryptids yeah, yeah like that would be asian really cool would be better I, it, I feel like weird. it would be better than Demon Slayer, in my opinion. It mm. would be so much better. It's it's weird that they're like, uh, 
that this spec map is a lot of it is symbols. There's a lot of deciphering. Mm. Well, I've heard. Which we've heard that this year they've been very, Universal's very kind like cracked down on stuff. Yeah, and even very strict. So even going so much as like giving people saying different code words for other for uh, different groups, mm -hmm. so that not anybody has the exact like compartmentalize thing. everything. Yeah. yeah so, so in case anybody gets it's... you know like kidnapped and tortured, they they don't have all the information. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, either way. Some... Demon Slayer at the emojis. door. The next one, Exorcist yeah. Believer. We were so... just talking about that, or David Gordon Green. So that would, I, if because yep. I know the movie's releasing later this year, it would be a great way to advertise the movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, I figured because okay, so David Gordon Green, I think he's given. I think he said he's doing the Halloween treatment. This is gonna be a direct sequel to the Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I remember. All him the other that. sequels, yes. I mean, that's... I mean, I'm okay with that. Because Exorcist yeah. 2 was hot garbage. Exorcist 3 doesn't really have anything to do with any of the other Exorcist movies. Yeah. Other than Brad Dourif being fucking amazing in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest fan of... Like, possession and exorcism Just... movies. I've never really been, like, my thing. Yeah, they're very... Like, it's they're very rare... Really. You'll get to see one that'll just blow your mind. Yeah. Now I do want to see that one that's in theaters, and the not exorcist. the Pope's exorcist. Oh. Not that. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's one called Nefarious, where it's about oh, a guy yeah. on, on death row that's about to be executed, but then he gets possessed, and people think that he's trying to act crazy to get out of, to know, get being, out of death row, being yeah. executed. Yeah. Interesting. I want to see that. That one looks interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like... But yeah, most exorcism movies... Very hit very, or miss. Very hit or miss. I heard Pope's Exorcism is, is trash, which I... I, I heard it's, be. like, so bad it's funny. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, after watching the trailer for it, I would honestly probably want to go see that movie if it wasn't for it being Russell Crowe. I think Russell Crowe is what is stopping me from caring about seeing that movie well you know what my current and issue I don't have is with exorcism movies though russell crowe it just he just looks at a place in that movie yeah and also the fact that he's doing like a fake italian accent yeah but um here's the thing with like weird weird things with like exorcism movies going on right now because the one that came before that with like the the nun that became the exorcist i can't remember yeah. what that movie's called is it like let the right i don't even know uh, that one was bad. Me and me and Angela saw it. So the was, way that was advertised and the way the Pope's Exorcist is being advertised, they're almost advertised like almost, action almost, movies. Yeah, yeah. Like of like the, it has like these weird close-ups of like people like putting stuff in a bag of like the cross is, is you know being put into a briefcase. Here comes the rosary. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> what does this have to do with like an exorcism? I thought these were supposed to be like serious movies. No. Yeah, I would say like no, the last, honestly, like the last legit good exorcism movie that I saw outside of like the first Conjuring, is probably um, shit, is it the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh yeah, that one's like good. that one's a legitly like a legit good movie, especially because it delves one's... it delves into like the actual story of like was this like a real exorcism? Like was this yeah. needed? Does this person die because of something else? Type of thing. Yeah, that one's I like good. that part of it. 
But yeah, everything else after that is kind of like awful. <laughs> oh, you know what else we forgot to talk about? I know you're not a huge fan of this franchise. The Insidious trailer came out though. Yeah, see, I don't really care about Insidious. I like I like the trailer. It looks good. It looks interesting. I like the the return of the red faced demon. Maybe uh, maybe I just need to sit down and watch them all, and then watch that one. I haven't seen the last yeah. one that that came out. I haven't seen the last key, but I saw the first three, and they were. I mean, they're decent. I don't know. There's just, just something about the Insidious movies that just never struck me. They're they're very reminiscent, it. at least for me. They're very reminiscent of Poltergeist. In yeah. terms of like a parent See, going I'm not into too big into Poltergeist either. Okay. I like the original. The remake, the remake is, is so absolute bad. fucking garbage, and I was so mad terrible. when I saw it. I saw it in theaters, and Same. I was like, "What the?" F-? I Same. laughed my ass off about the, the everything. The, the, the tr- well, not everything. There was there was a certain part where there was a tree that was beating the shit out of this dude, and I was laughing my ass off. I was like, "Oh my god, mm. it is so bad." Yeah, it was it was awful. Anyway, um, anyway, so what is our next? On. Moving on. Our next one is, I mean, the, the only one that so far we do have official confirmation 100% for. 100% confirmation. Everybody's favorite killer doll. Universal's been fucking with us this whole time. It's not, we're not actually getting <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> it's just more Chucky merch. It's just more Chucky merch. It's, yeah. Like the actual house is just Another a store for booth. merch. It's just more photo booths. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't yeah, mind got, it if it was like Chuck. I wouldn't mind it if it was like a bunch of different photo photo locations. So you have one that's like the good guys, like factory, or you have one that's like the part of the mental asylum from Cult of Chucky, yeah, or the the school from season two. Like, that would be yeah. pretty cool stuff. But um, oh, I'm curious as to what yeah. they're gonna do with this Chucky house. Like, if they're gonna do oh, the TV show they, or the movies. I think they confirmed it's the I'm TV sure show. It's oh, it's gonna be the TV, TV show. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So. so Everybody, need, everybody needs to catch up. I need to catch up. I haven't seen season two. I haven't seen season two either. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same boat then. <laughs> yeah. I think it may be on Peacock, maybe. Yeah, they haven't put, they haven't put it on Peacock yet. I'm still waiting for them to put it on there. Yeah. Um, but uh, after that, we have something very cool symbol wise. I'm thinking it's going to be yeah. witches because it's giving me it Salem vibes. Yeah, but I'm just scared that it might be the same thing as that's a witchcraft thing. symbol, yeah, for sure. Because but, like they had the whole cryptids thing yesterday, like last year going on, and I just did not like that. I just hope that they don't go that route. You really like, like our route. like which is the coven type thing, like last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, this the, the spirits of the coven. Yeah, this looks more like traditional Salem witch. So and you know, one hundred percent, I'd be down for that. Something that I would think would be really interesting is setting-wise during Salem the Salem witch trials. Salem witch my, trials yep, my fucking and the witches are like, we've had fucking enough. Now you guys are gonna burn at the stake. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like that. I have an interesting theory about the next one. Okay, so yeah, the next one is another symbol one. We have a castle and a dragon. So mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> like, shut up. Anyways, shut up. <laughs> I I heard fucking another return of like fire and ice and the dueling dragons, and I'm like, I heard about that too. I'm thinking it might have more something to do with. I think. Uh, oh okay. God, what was this house called? It was what was this called? But it was something like that of like light versus dark. Okay, I think it was from like Halloween Horror Nights 27. If I'm not mistaken. See, I think I'm thinking the only thing that 
I'm the only one with this thinking right now. What are you thinking? Okay, so you see it's a, it's a dragon and castle, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What, what usually happens with a, with a dragon and castle? What's associated with that? Shrek. No, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. You know, what has oh, do? dragons in the title? House of the Dragon. God damn it. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Except for, <laughs> I'm not thinking Dungeons and Dragons. What TV show is based in Dungeons and Dragons? I Vox Machina. I have no idea. Stranger Things season four. Oh uh, yeah! My God, I'm so stupid. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm really stupid. That's dumb. That's dumb. I, th- I think it's gonna be season four. Of okay. Things. Interesting. I I kind of was. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of this, but it was literally it was something similar where it was like demons of hell against like angels. Yeah, and it was like, and it was kind of like set in medieval times. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah, but uh, now that you put that, that in there, I'm like, because hmm. of the symbol, I think they're throwing people off. People are going to instantly assume that the symbol means that's what it is. But I think it's a symbol for Dungeons and Dragons meant to be a Stranger Things hmm. symbol. Oh, I think. Like I said last spec map, I think that the guitar. With the lightning bolt symbol was might also be Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. So in that same area, uh, we also have a scare zone for The Last of Us. Yep, a scare zone for The Last of Us. Yeah, in the New York yeah. area. So I'm thinking it would be interesting if they did like a mixture of two different things from The Last of Us because you do have like the the paramilitary groups that take over certain sections of the city and kind of yeah. run it as a fascist government. And then on the outskirts, so that's where you have the infected. So it'd be cool to see like a mixture of the two where you have like, you know, because they, they would have like public executions if you were infected and stuff yeah. like that inside the, the quarantine zones. So I think like it, stuff it, like that would be interesting if they do, if they end up going with that route. Because like weird. if you look at the spec map location wise, it doesn't make much sense because you have the scare zone in the New York area and the house by like the men in black area. Yeah. So if they were to do it in that way, the only thing I can see would be doing like the quarantine zone, but that would just be kind of boring because it's just sh- soldiers and guns walking around. Yeah, and I'm like, we already kind of had that with um, seek and destroy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they end up just doing a bunch of infected, it'd be interesting to see the makeup looks because the makeup like because you know they're not zombies are infected by a mushroom and you can see like growths and like literally like mushroom stalks growing out of them and stuff which is a really cool design so i'm curious to see if that's what they go for yeah but um yeah interesting uh, I, i'm 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 sure last of us will be something it's yeah too big of a it's very popular very, it's been very popular. it's been rumored so i don't doubt multiple it. times yeah but um, anyway, moving on from that, we have in the Fast and what, Furious. Would you, just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Would it be the? Would you guys think it would be the video game or the TV series? Uh, it's probably going to be the TV series. To be completely honest, yeah, with you. just because the, be the, the, t- the, the, the reason is, it's so popular is because of the series. But the problem is that if Kyle's theory was true of Stranger Things and or Demon 
Slayer, which is Netflix associated, mm-hmm. not Netflix associated as in ownership, not because Netflix created it. Yeah. What what association does HBO have with Netflix? I mean, it That's it could be anything, just because they've been known to work with multiple different IPs. Because like when they've done, you know, when they did stuff like Walking Dead and Silent Hill the same year, they worked with both Konami and AMC. Same right. thing they did with like when they had stuff like that. They worked with New Line Cinema and with Netflix when they did Stranger Things the first time. That's fair. So, yeah, they, they can, I mean, I think it's just, like, matters of pricing. Like, who's going to, you know, like, are you willing, is Universal willing to pay whichever amount HBO or Netflix wants them to pay to use the IP? Right. So, it just depends, I think. And if not, and if they don't do that, then they'll just be like, okay, we'll talk to Sony and, and see if Sony will just give us the rights to use game stuff. Either, or, I mean, the game is so extremely similar to the series, most people won't be able to even tell the difference. So, yeah, it could it could be one of the two or both, you know, like a combination of like stuff that is in the game that isn't in the show and stuff that's from the show. So we'll see if that is even a thing. Yeah. You know what? I I just realized I made a I made a mistake. What did you You made a mistake? You made a boo boo on my on my Stranger Things speculation thing. I just saw that there's a star by it, which means it's supposed to be an original house. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that's mm. oops <laughs> I, still think, I, I, still, I still think stranger things season four is happening this year <laughs> i just don't know where on this map i mean you know what it could be in the next one because the next one just says top secret and it does not have a star mm. so it's not an original i have another idea for that one okay what you got Something people have been asking for forever that's finally happening as a movie this year. I think this year. Is it Star my boy Matthew Lillard. 13 Ghosts? I've not said Freddy's. Oh, oh shit. A... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 May or may not. If Five Nights at Freddy's happens, that's it. Y'all, Nick is gone. Nick is nowhere near us. <laughs> Nick is away <laughs> okay i lost him i can see that I, and i know because i know that's also been heavily rumored as well so oh, yeah nothing i love you yeah. <laughs> when i first if this had had a star on it as what? an original i honestly would have said something similar to like havoc dogs of war as you know like yeah. top secret government files and like there were supposed to be a government experiment type thing but we do know it's not an original it's going to be an ip question is what is it going to be no, I I think I think it's Five Nights at Freddy's, but like I said, it's very well could also just be Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. I know the deepest fucking lore. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 hyped for Five Nights at Freddy's. Excuse no, the man. I yeah. He hasn't played the any single fucking game, no, but there's like a lot of game. he. I know it's a lot of there, there's a shit ton the of lore. Hold those Five Nights at Freddy's is deep. <laughs> That was the ghost of Nick's voice. <laughs> the disembodied voice of Martin's husband. <laughs> it, it, it needs more chain rattling. It needs more chain rattling. What? It needs more chain rattling. 
You know how ghosts in like in like old old cartoon or like Scooby Doo, they have yeah. little chains that rattle. I was gonna say just be the uh, the, the, the one from yeah. Christmas Carol. Yeah, be the Marley the Marley ghost. Or or use of uh, be visited by three spirits. For me and you, it'd be like it'd be like on Always Sunny when they put those chains around that one dude. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Moving on, we have a purple dot that is our nightmare fuel. That's one of our shows. Oh, it, uh, the the bisexual awakening. The same, same thing as last year. You think we're I have gonna do no idea? Because to be completely, to be a show because they have a lot. They have repeated a lot of those. Not a lot of the songs, but a handful. Of I them. cannot say anything because to be one hundred and ten percent honest with you, I have not seen any of the nightmare fuels. Oh. What? Yeah. Hey. Nightmare Fuel is the you? only reason why I want to see my husband in a latex pants and or in a Viking. Yusuf. In a Viking pants, man. Awesome as fuck. I, I need to well, watch okay, it. So, Makes so you horny. <laughs> this is a serious question. Have to do with you know the bullshit that's going on in our state right now. Mm. Do you think Nightmare Fuel could possibly be? Does Shut it have, down because of what? But going does on it does it have drag elements in it? Because I know no, no, it doesn't. But at the same time, it is. At the same time, it is. It is pretty sexualized. Like the, yeah, because of how it is. That's what I was saying. I said because of the the content that's in it and the fact that we do have you know younger. Uh, we do have younger people that do go to yeah. HHN. I'm wondering if this if this is going to create an issue. If this could create an issue, fucking, fucking disaster! Oh, it's fucking bullshit. Not. But you never know. Asantis, I, I also love that he. I love God. that he got sued by Disney. Yeah, Walt yeah, Disney absolutely. is waking up, man. He, they they said we all rise the demon. I'm like, it's about fucking time, Iger. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but I'm sorry. Besides nightmare fuel, one we skipped over. Uh. I mean, it just says unknown. Yeah, that, I mean that is why I skipped it because we—it's just going to be oh. a scare zone, and, and it's a scare zone that you know it's—it's it's in a location that's there every year. But I okay. can't. We there's nothing to speculate on in there. There's nothing to speculate. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I didn't really touch on it. Um, but moving on to our next um, house location, which would be the tent. It's an original. The yeah. MIB tent. It's an original, and this looks like. It's, uh, it looks like a circus. Tent it looks like a circus like tent that's smoking. farting. Yeah, with like some kind of smoke stuff behind it. Well, so um, uh, is it gonna go for just basic carnival? Is it some kind of yeah carnival with clowns or some shit? Maybe, or maybe, maybe like a sideshow type thing, like a freak oh, that'd show. Be cool freak show, like a freak show idea would be interesting. Like a freak show, yes, that'd be oh, cool. That'd be sick. I they could do a lot with that. Though. Hmm, interesting. interesting. Or. Could it be an icon thing? Could it be Jack? What? Could it be Jack? Oh, y'all chill. Y'all chill. Possibility. I'm not saying I'm not ruling it out, but it is mm -hmm. a possibility. Um, yeah, I have no idea what to do with this and with that information. There. The next <laughs> one, I'm very. The next one, I'm very confused with. I am also very confused because it looks like an emoji. But it's but it's also an original. So I'm guessing maybe it's some maybe it could be something like technological, like futuristic. Could be maybe something seek and destroy related. 
Oh, dude, that does sort of look like a Seek and Destroy logo. I'm like, Alexa, play Cyberhex. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Alexa. Are we gonna get a are we gonna get a seek and destroy like maybe sequel but as a house? So that we have been found and now we're gonna get destroyed? They Ooh. they have seeked for us and now they found us and now we're gonna get destroyed. Ooh. Are we just all gonna turn into gas and oil? And I'm expecting since it is in that big tent, like the same I think it's gonna be the same one that they use for Slaughter Cinema, if they have a giant screen with like the, the overseer. Yeah. Cause I'm like I love that overseer. I I gladly Dude, I gladly took the that knee. That was an awesome scare zone. I gladly I gladly took the knee, and and yeah. bent down for the overseer. I'm very proud to yes. say I did that. <laughs> He's like, mommy, please step on me. Make me into oil and gas. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, our next one here is The Last of Us as a house. Yeah. Also yeah. located in the tent areas. You would they located... do that though? Like, you know, know. I'm, I'm I'm newer to the HHN. I've only been past two years, but mm-hmm. they do. With have they done a scare zone and a house of the same thing on the same beer? For Rob Zombie, it's a similar thing. It's kind of Rob... similar with Rob Zombie, yeah. Um, yeah, for Rob Zombie, but I don't know how they would go about a house. Yeah. And then, zone. well, and then there were the Walking Dead years where there was a year where there were no scare zones. It was all Walking Dead related zones. And then they had houses. It was like, just house. all zombies. It was kind of yeah. sad. Like, the only thing that was cool is if you were a fan of the show, it was all based on different locations that the group went to. But that was about it. So, I mean, it's not the first time they've done it. Um, the only other thing I would say, too, is at least back in 2008, I remember that they would set up like mini scare zones in front of certain houses. Like um, that in 2008, they did body collectors. And outside of the entrance, the body collectors, they had a bunch of the gentlemen kind of running around and like scaring people there. And that was also the first time that they did dead exposure. And they had zombies from dead exposure walking around the entrance, kind of like in a mini scare zone area. So, I mean, it's possible. Again, what what is throwing me off is the distance between scare zone and house. But it happened during Rob Zombie, though. But like Rob Zombies was like really close because Rob Zombies was like the San Francisco area, and then like just if you walk right past it, you would get to the MIB tent, and that's where Corpses was. So it was like distance wise, it was pretty close. But like this is like literally the opposite side of the park. Maybe that's what I that's what's like throwing me off. So I don't know. It's interesting. Something else I just noticed too. This What's, we're still missing. I think we're missing houses on here. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh no, there's ten. Yeah, I'm dumb. So like, if if these are like what it is, it's like it seems some stuff may have gotten dropped because weren't we like 100 percent for sure we were gonna get like we're gonna Megan house this year? Yeah, because or, of the whole like Twitter thing that Megan and Chucky had against each other. Well, uh, and then like yeah, Universal leaking some not, stuff. Or... Don't rule that out though, because they are doing auditions for girls below five foot yeah. two. Yeah, that that's, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. So who does that? Would that Megan. Be Megan. Yeah. Where would that even fit in here? I wonder if that is the top secret thing. Maybe. Think, would that, that is... really be the big top secret thing? I don't though? know. 
I feel like you know, you know, not to you know, not to be like you know, down or anything. Like I, I would like it, but I feel like the vast majority of HHN people would be disappointed if that was the big, the big IP. top secret. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless they're they're doing another ins- or another cities, another Blumhouse thing, and then throw Megan in there and then combine it with another Blumhouse property, probably something I like think Insidious. That might be possible. Something like Insidious. Insid- I think that's what the rumor was: Insidious and Megan as a which I could see because I mean they they took two popular Blumhouse projects last year with Black Phone and Freaky. They might as well do it again this year. Yeah, if they're gonna do it. But Freaky was out before even Black Phone. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were like pro- it, it was uh, relatively popular. It did really yeah. well at the box office. So Freaky, was... Freaky was the first movie I saw uh, when theaters first opened up during the pandemic. Hmm. Fair enough. I saw it like during the streaming services era, but <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. This, this is interesting. So uh, which one? Last next? but not least. Well, well, we have a scare zone. Oh yes, holidays. You know what I think? You know your maybe boy likes holiday themed HR buttons. Maybe something that V would would be a fan of. That I, I I'd like to because I didn't get to uh, experience it before anyway. Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. Krampus. Krampus. If they do end up doing a Krampus like scare Krampus zone, scare I would zone. I'd be like I'd be staying there all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm not moving from here. I'm just waiting to be spanked <laughs> by Birch. Thanks. Oh god. And that would be this yeah, that would be the Central Park area. Okay, interesting. Oh yeah, that's why I was like, I feel like I'm missing a house, and it's because you know they usually had two houses uh in the in in the in the kids zone area, but I forgot that's gonna be under construction. There's not gonna be another there won't be space for another queue in there. That's why. I was like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm missing something. Anyway. But yeah, the last one that we have on here is Universal Monsters Paris. So that immediately um, is giving me... Phantom and or Hunchback. Hunchback vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also... And it's happening in, in their Paris, I think. So Yeah. And and it makes me think about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, because I know it's kind of British, oh. but there are moments in the story where he hides out in Paris. Please give me a Jekyll and Hyde house. That'd be cool. Please. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm curious, because like, there's... I'm trying to think of like other things that are Universal Monster-wise that are set in Paris outside of Hunchback, Phantom of the Opera, and... And Jekyll and Hyde. Because I don't know where Invisible Man is set. Yeah, but that but Jekyll and Hyde is not Universal Monsters. That's the problem. That's true. Yeah. Who owns the rights to that, though? How would it be? The Hunchback is well, somehow a part of it. 100%, well, wouldn't though. he be considered though? Because wasn't he? Wasn't they? Weren't they trying to put him into the Dark Universe when they did the Mummy movie in 2017, where Russell Crowe played Doctor Jekyll? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he might be a Universal property now. So what the old Google says. Good old Google. Jekyll and Hyde yeah. Universal. That we said. Yeah. Great googly googly. 
Jekyll and Hyde Universal. Yeah, so yeah, kind of a kind of a short spec map this time. Not a whole lot of stuff that we can actually like concretely sp like specify. To be fair, just it just it. dropped out of nowhere. So. Yeah, it, it did drop just randomly. We weren't expecting. So it to drop. apparently, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde is the first monster because uh, it. Uh, they it was before Universal got the studio name made wow. its debut in 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 nineteen thirteen. Hmm. So he's technically the first so, Universal monster. Yeah. Interesting. So it could be Jekyll and Hyde. Could be. I like maybe that. Phantom or something. Yeah. So because uh, and and then Hunchback is a Hunchback is like yeah. the most French you can get. <laughs> Oh, what, you think that they're going to do another, like, showdown house like they did last year with those three? Interesting. Maybe. Ima Wait. Imagine going through and seeing the Phantom, like, holding, like, hey, Hunchback's head or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know. Werewolf wasn't Mummy's property, man. They have, they, he had every right to be offended. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Why are y'all talking, taking my shit? No, no, what I want to see is not an actual, You, it's like you have, like, two scenes, but then, like, the third one is just, like, a giant section of the warehouse that's just a wrestling ring. And it's just the Phantom suplexing <laughs> Mr. Hyde. But then the Hunchback comes in with a chair, and then also he does a DDT. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist, the Hunchback is actually played by Randy Orton. <laughs> See, and, and Mr. Hyde would be Brock Lesnar. Yep, so lots to no. unpack here, y'all. Eventually. <laughs> and that so question is who plays play. who plays the Phantom? Yusuf. What? <laughs> Me play the Phantom? I just start going and just going ham. Start attacking people yeah. left and right. He starts singing out of nowhere. <laughs> the first one eliminated. It's like a Royal Rumble match, but it's only those three monsters. Mm. Oh my god, can you imagine a Universal Monsters Royal Rumble? Uh, we should we should make that happen in, in like 2K and like create 23. <laughs> create the Universal Monsters it, it and, that, and do a Royal Rumble. Oh. That'd be insane. We should do that. <laughs> I would pay legit money just to see that in 2K. Not even not even in real life, just to see it in 2K. And then have like our right. prediction sheet like we did for, for Royal Rumble. Oh my god. <laughs> Who's gonna come out on top? Anyway, <laughs> we, we got wildly off topic there. Thanks to me. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, the spec map. Version 2.0. Thanks to Horror Night Nightmares for posting that. Gives us a little bit more of that spec season and, uh, excitement for Horror Nights. Yes, sir. And um, now it is officially time for us to get into what this episode was supposed to be. <laughs> a discussion and review on Scream 6. Yeah, so Scream 6. It's a good time. Good time. Kind of. This is a, well, not only was it a good time, it was a fun time because 
We That's literally took time. up an entire row in the theater when we all went yeah. to watch it, which was yeah. the best part, honestly. I did dress as Ghostface. Yes, you did. Again. And of course, me being a shit starter, I'm running around going, oh my god, it's Scream. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I even had a couple people in the theaters who wasn't even part of our, our group come up and ask me for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it. But um, but yeah, that was a fun time because we, you know, we... we also gorged ourselves on chicken beforehand. So oh, we had yeah, chicken uh, guy. Yeah. Some chicken guy. We went to Flavor Town. We took a ride we to Flavor Town. Town. Took a ride to Flavor Town <laughs> and then stopped in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basic story on this, it's been is it is it set in like real time, so it's been like a year or two after Scream Five that you know of? It's been a long I think it's been like a year, hasn't it? I think it's been a year yeah okay so yeah it's a year after the events of scream 5 and you know a lot of the stuff is still fresh in everybody's minds especially sam's like she has gone like super mm-hmm. overprotective of tara to the point where they're having to live together while tara's going to college you still have uh, you still have chad and mindy also looking out for each other um they gave themselves the best name in the world the core four which i love Are and we the core three? Core three. <laughs> core three. Core three. Um, but you know, not all is as it seems. It looks like we have yet another ghost face situation. Yep. And this time it's, it's not a uh, movie without a ghost face. Yep. But this time, this ghost face is leaving clues that relate to previous ghost faces. Which is very cool. Which is which was really awesome. Yep. Literally using the mask from the previous ghost faces. Yep, as evidence. So I was, I like that it was tying back into not just the first screen, but into the entire Every franchise. One. Yeah. So, um, I mean, overall, I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I yeah. I liked it better than scream 5 i don't get me wrong i love scream 5 i thought it was really good scream 6 yeah. is miles above it though absolutely i agree yeah Every, everybody was just so much better in this and not only that this proved that you don't need sydney for it yep. to be a scream movie yep like sure she's a huge part of it. i mean she is outside of ghostface yeah. she is the face of the franchise but this proved yeah. that if which I uh I'd heard anyway that she had it was only going to be a very very small cameo in mm-hmm. this beforehand anyway she was yeah. this was never meant to be her movie exactly which I, which at the same time I like yeah. besides you know it's yeah. it, it's time to move on to other characters it's time, yeah if you're gonna continue the franchise and you want to do it more and expand on the story you've got to let go of Sydney yeah right. Which is, you know, obviously it didn't happen with Halloween, the new trilogy, the David Gordon Green trilogy, but they did it with Halloween's 4, 5, and 6. Where they were just like, yeah, Laurie's dead, we're dealing with like brand new characters now. The only two returning characters are Loomis and Michael. That's it. Yeah. Which is a bold move at the time. Let's talk about this... uh... Really awesome opening, and unique oh, yes. at that. 
This is Honestly, I and I'm not afraid to admit three. it. This is my favorite Scream opening. Yeah, I've seen it three times now, twice in theaters, and the first time I saw it I was very confused. I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> this is new." I was not this expecting that. Yeah, so this is definitely a new thing. Obviously, I mean the movie's already been out for a bit. I mean it's already out on Paramount Plus and yeah. Digital, but we're talking spoilers. The yeah. Literally, the opening kill, you immediately get a Ghostface reveal. Yeah, literally. Like, five seconds after Samara Weaving gets stabbed to death, this dude takes his mask off. Yeah, Samara Weaving's the first kill, and it's so wonderful, because it's set up like she's on a Tinder date, Mm -hmm. and she's meeting the guy at the restaurant, and then he, he calls her and he can't find it. And then she goes down, and you see her walk outside, and you see the the, the alleyway. And of course, you're usually like, and, and this is also in the middle of New York City. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of people. This isn't like a dark, secluded alleyway where there's there are literally people walking on the street. Yeah. And she goes what right down the alleyway because he says, "Hey, I see you," or "Hey, I think I see you." And then he just fucking runs at her and pins her up against the wall and just. Guts the shit out of her. Guts her. Goes to town. And then just kind of drops her body right there by a dumpster, immediately removes this mask, and puts on his normal clothing, and then yep. just walks off and blends in with the uh, blends in with the rest of the people. And I thought that was so fucking awesome yeah, because so, it's like, yeah, holy it was shit, insanely it's like you good. just killed that girl and then just immediately blended in with the rest of the people yeah. it's like you never know who, who it is especially because it threw me for a loop at first because i was like okay so this, this could be an interesting ki- this could be an interesting concept for yeah. a screen movie where we know who ghostface is from the very beginning and it's it's gonna yeah. get to the funnest watching the characters try to figure out who it is exactly mm-hmm. but lo and behold this is just like the prelude to the opening <laughs> this is yeah, like the opening so, to the opening so like jason gets back and to his apartment. So you're it like, turns out him and his partner are our film students are trying to be ghost faces, and they're trying to start a ghost face spree to kill Tara and Sam. Yeah, but this is the first. And then, and then what Both happens girls is cannot catch a break. <laughs> happen, yeah, yeah, what happens is the actual ghost face one of the one of the actual ghost face of the films is in the apartment with Jason after he's already dismembered to hell and back Jason's <laughs> partner has his body in the fridge. And what's also great is, uh, of course, you know, they had to do it. It takes place in New York city. They have Jason takes Manhattan yep. playing on the TV. Yep. The moment I saw that was so like, great. Yes. Yeah. And the reason Jason wa- killed Samara Weaven because Samara Weaven is a, uh, a film studies professor, and she gave him a bad grade on his. Uh, uh, Kale- uh, I can never say that guy's name correctly. Uh, but who? I can't remember who it was. Uh, awesome director, the real famous horror director. It starts with G. Famous, I think he's Bay of Blood and stuff like that. Oh God! Um, uh, a Galilei or something. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking about, but yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, the, I can't remember paper. the name, but I know who you, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it was a paper on him, and that's why he kills her because he <laughs> she's, she's like, "You get a D." He's like, "Well, now you die for that." Yeah, 
<laughs> but, but but the actual ghost face fucking kills Jason as well, pulls us really awesome. And uh, you that's know, our opening. Phone call, and then that's the opening. Literally, we get the title screen as Ghostface uh, goes to slash Jason for the final slash, and and because Jason goes, uh, uh, b- uh, what about my movie? Uh, uh, who gives a fuck about a movie? <laughs> and then <laughs> boom, Scream Six title card, and you're like, holy shit, holy shit, yeah, like legit, my favorite opening in any Scream movie. <laughs> was insane it was bold as fuck yeah to do that it was completely unexpected and i love i love the direction it took yeah and then now we get into like the meat and potatoes of the story which in terms of not necessarily the actual story itself but certain like bits and pieces of stuff that happens is very reminiscent of scream 2 because you have our characters have grown up they're in college they're in a different city now um, the climax takes place on a stage, <laughs> and you know they they recognize like, hey, the rules have changed. Similar to Scream Two, they up the body count, more gore, more blood. Yeah, like it, it's it, it's essentially say, like the modern version of Scream Two. Even the literal motive and who the killers are is reminiscent of Scream very reminiscent of Scream Two. We'll we'll get to that later, but yeah. yeah. I will uh, say I do it. I enjoy how creative they were with with the um, kills and whatnot. The kills, I was like super creative. It was a lot of gory too. They weren't afraid to show some skin today. I was like, damn. Yeah, this ghost face was not fucking around. It was vicious. It was vicious as fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, I guess let's go through. I guess I would say favorite scenes. Favorite scenes, favorite kills, and then like character development and stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's a ton of character development. There like, is. If you felt, like like people that you, in the last in five that were like you know good, but you know still need to be fleshed out. They really stepped it up. Yes, like outside, well yeah, like outside point. of the main characters, some of the side characters got some. You know, like Chad and Mindy got some pretty good character development. Yeah, in them. because like literally. At the last movies, it was like I liked certain people, but then in this movie, the heart and soul of the movie was Chad. Oh yes, like, he was. Chad was so good. Which is why when a certain thing happened, I was like, "Oh God, no." Yep. <laughs> and then I realized the second thing well, we right after it. that, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, character development was definitely a, a major upside in this film because you yep. know you have. Not because not only you know do they get more screen time, you also get to see how they're dealing with what happened the year before. Yes. So Sam has become like even more like she's become kind of like neurotic Sam's and overprotective. Very protective. Tara is like he's... either like the one that's just like I just want to forget this whole thing. I want to just like yeah, live my yeah. life, and you won't let me live my life. And Tara's trying to to move on. past it. Sam's yeah. become so protective. She's literally moved to New York City just to be with Tara with and watch over her. Them. They're all in college. Yeah, she's not. She's just working. <laughs> they said that she's working two shitty jobs. Yeah, to pay for rent. And, and then she's and then Chad and Mindy are it. in college, oh. and they're also you know like they're also protective, but they're not to the level of of Sam, where they're just like she's like yeah. she's family essentially. Like we we have to watch out for each other because we've already been victims of this. Yeah, and you know based on the history of what's been happening with Ghostface. We're, we can still be a target if anybody comes back as another ghost face. 
Exactly. So, like, they recognize that, but they still want to move on. Yeah. And, and I, like, that Sam was, like, a delicate also, balance. I think they did pretty good. Uh, Sam's also s- seeking a therapist because, as it's we kind of saw near the end of Scream 5, she's starting to... Uh, we find out that she's that she enjoyed killing Richie, and this, she's afraid that you know she may possibly become her dad. Mm-hmm. She's starting to f- feel good about the killing, yeah. And she realizes that she's there's a darker part of her she didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And now, like her balance is: Do I, you know, and can I, I can fear, I fight like, this and I can a, I win? Yeah. I have an awesome, like a like. This is just something I would personally love. Even she's done it. Melissa, uh, Melissa Barreros has done an interview, even saying this that, uh, she actually uh, would love it if in Scream Seven, if Sam does officially become Ghostface, because. Mm. And 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 I thought this was really cool too, and I thought this was a, this would be a really cool spin to do. How in normal horror movie franchises, we think we're watching the story of the final girl, when in fact we're watching the story of the villain being mm-hmm. created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, and, and I I do think Sam's going to end up. And Ghostface eventually. I can, I can see that, yeah, because especially you with tell, the way she this killed ends. Richie, she locked it, and even though it seems like you know they make it try to seem like mm-hmm. oh you know nah she's putting off the the bad side later on. No, she's still very much locking this, and near the end, I mean when she puts on the whole costume, definitely is just like starting to delve into that. Fucks yeah. with them to, as full on Ghostface because. Uh, it, it's like, why would you do that unless you you, you have ulterior motives? Like, it's like it, it's because it's you wanted to. Yeah, you really felt like you need you wanted to do that, and even Tara was kind of gave her a look like, I don't why? know about you. I'm <laughs> keep my eye on you. Something's up about this. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah. You're right. In terms of like the the writing of the characters, it's really really good. Yeah, because it's cause like I said, you're just like you're constantly like conflicted. You're like, is Sam good, or is she gonna fully let her dark side take over and become the daughter of Billy Loomis? Dun, dun, and dun. This uh, and then will become uh, and she will become Sam Loomis. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh god, she will, won't she? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be ins- that'd be awesome. I was hoping seven. She doesn't like. Does it like do like a fast forward and she's like got a career as a doctor and she's Doctor Loomis. Stop! <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> it reminds me of like this one doctor like in Orlando. Whenever I'm in the area that I drive past that office, it always makes me laugh. It's this doctor Loomis. No, no, it's a uh, it's this doctor. His name is David Bowie. <laughs> like spell a different way but it's just like if you say it fast enough it's just like david bowie but no actually funny enough the close to my house there's a funeral home and it's called the loomis funeral home <laughs> wow and i love that that's great all right so let's see here favorite scenes um, uh outside of the opening uh um, outside of the opening yeah i really really liked 
the ladder scene. The ladder scene? Okay, yeah, that was great. The moment, like, funny. just, like, in, in terms of, like, the suspense and how tense it, and, like, you were like, oh, my God, please make it across to the other apartment. Yeah. As of, uh, as someone who's terrified of heights, yeah, that was mm-hmm, anxiety-inducing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, literally tur- I literally told Angela the first time we saw it, I was like, y'all just going to have to fucking forget about me. I'm going to stay in that room and just get killed by Ghostface. I ain't going across that goddamn ladder. <laughs> Not only that, like, for me, it was wor- like, sure, crossing it is, is already terrifying enough. But when Ghostface goes in there and just starts shaking the ladder, I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell yeah. no. How dare you? Oh. You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> Poor uh, uh, poor Annika. You didn't deserve hers that. A, hers was a, such a sad death. Yep. I also uh, love the the guy that was Sam's love interest, boy toy type of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was you know, so cool. He, he, he didn't get many many scenes, but what he did though, he did shine in it. He, he was amazing. Like it. a meme. Like he, because like the way he talked was really funny. Wait, yeah, the the way he like looked was like, yo, yo. <laughs> Not only that, I kind of, I kind of love the fact that like, because somebody was like, why did this man have such a long ladder in his apartment? And somebody replied with, because he's the type of guy that would have that handy in case somebody needed his help. He would have a ladder. And be like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course yeah. he is. But not only that, it was bigger than the apartment. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes—it's not even a scene; it's just like a couple of lines when they're like, "Okay, we're gonna set up the trap for you know for Ghostface. We're gonna make sure we get him." Yeah. And he specifically goes out of his way to say, "I'm not going with you guys. You you know don't yeah. trust me." Yeah, and I'm like, this dude is sacrificing his like own safety for this. Yeah, this like dude this dude, this like... he's legit. Sam, marry this man. Don't I worry, so... I can fix her. That's always the answer. I was so happy that he didn't die, too. Same. Like, I'm really like, hoping he comes back for Scream 7. Finally, the, they, they had a love interest where its love interest isn't the killer. And doesn't die. And doesn't die. Yeah. Great. Yeah, um, I, I really liked his character, too. I, I, I am really hoping that if he comes back for Scream 7, then he really gets some well. more screen time. Especially because before that, we have the whole... Quinn's... A person or boyfriend, whatever it is, uh, gets killed, mm-hmm. slaughter in the bathtub, and then Quinn is thrown through the door and is her, her throat slashed. <laughs> and yes, and uh, we have this awesome little cha- the, the the chase scene that leads to the ladder scene mm-hmm. and Annika's death, and you're just like, God damn, that's yeah. awful, heartbreaking. Plus, you had that moment where. They all kind of came together uh, and had their whole big group moment where the. the oh, finally, yes. Like, when you, when they came together so as good. a group. That's when they call themselves the Core Four. And, they call themselves the Core well, Four. Well, Chad and, calls them the Core Four. And everybody's like, no, yeah. Chad, no. And <laughs> Sam admits to him that she's been seeing the guy across the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're like, oh, we know. <laughs> oh, oh, we know. Yeah, yeah. They, they all knew it. <laughs> she wasn't even. Yeah, they, 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 they didn't even. They weren't. She weren't good, good at hiding it. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was one of my favorite scenes because again, that it's they they have such good chemistry together. Yeah. Of course, um, you, uh, besides that, we had the latter scene. My personal favorite, the one that I fucking clapped in theaters, was when Sam finally puts on the costume 
and the mask. Yep. It's a moment you've just kind of always been waiting for. So it was kind of hiding, was it was like hiding underneath the skin in Scream 5. Yeah. Like when she was seeing Billy everywhere. And it's like, uh, it's like when she saw her co- the costume, and I, I know Tara didn't understand, Tara was kind of like freaked out, but when she saw her dad's costume in the glass case, and the way she, she looked at hand, it, yeah. Her hand up on the case. It's, she's feeling her dark side of what she's been feeling her, her life, but it's also like in a weird way. She's trying to have a connection to the dad she didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a very, it was a really cool scene. Um, yeah, but also fucking, we got you know we got Skeet Ulrich back in his you know in his little not de-aging. that great of a de-aged <laughs> version of him, but still, you know what, you he, know, still he, yeah, he still looks fine. He still looks fine. for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, we still look fine, and he has my my favorite line ever. He's like, he's like, come on, Sam, uh, 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 uh come on, Sam, let's do it. Me and you, Team Loomis, let's cut some motherfuckers Team up. Team Loomis, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so he's so hardcore in these versus what he was in Scream. <laughs> like Scream Five and Scream Six, that. Billy is just like Shit. unhinged, completely unhinged. <laughs> yeah, as a spirit, he's all unhinged. <laughs> He's become the Beetlejuice of the Scream franchise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, you I know, that's I love Sam that scene, too. I, honestly, I love the whole scene when they find the theater with all of that stuff. Oh, the shrine room. The shrine room was... Uh, I, I was like... was I was like a giddy little schoolgirl when I saw that on the screen. When you were like, that's my basement! I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I think I turned. I think I told Angela all like the whole time that she was having to get me to hush, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> I'm like pointing out everything. Uh, and then of course, my, one of the most iconic moments: fucking Kirby and Mindy together, and they're just and just like naming testing each other's scary movie knowledge. And I love yeah, that. They're just naming off everything, and they're naming off these like awesome shit that you didn't even think about, and it's just fucking. And they just great. bond over that. Because also, yeah, we, we didn't even mention that Kirby's back, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad she's back. back. Yeah. Kirby's back. She uh, was a great red herring, though, because she had me for like a second towards the end. I'll, I'll, like, admit, oh, no. I'll admit, towards the end, mm-hmm. at first, I did 100% think, I was like, oh, well, so they went with it. Kirby is Ghostface. Holy shit. And and not only they that, especially, really you know, like, when, when we when that trailer came out and I said my theory, and, you know, a lot of this stuff should be in evidence. So it's going yeah. to be somebody with either police connections or is a police officer or some kind of, you know, somebody in, the, in law enforcement. And Kirby comes around and I'm like, oh boy. Especially when, like, some of the promotional materials came out and she's wearing, like, specific clothing and that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm yeah. But... She, they also, I'm glad what they did, because it's like, we were afraid that they were going to bring her back as either, she was either going to be the ghost face or she was going to be killed. But no, they no. used her in a really good role. They brought her back, gave her, and she had a really good role. And I think they used yeah. her perfectly. Like, it, it it was written very, very well. Like, you can, it, it's essentially like, you, it, it's like a natural progression of Scream 4 Kirby going into Scream 6 Kirby. Yeah, like it, it felt like it wasn't like a completely different character. It, it just felt and, like Kirby. Oh my god, man! My fucking heart. Whenever she is going across the shrine, she mm. comes across Jill's shirt. And she's like, you can tell. 
that still hurt because yeah. it's like one she's betrayed by her best friend but two she's still it's like you know she still it's has so that raw. love that's still her best friend it's still yeah. raw yeah yeah I'm, I, uh-huh. that whole shrine scene and, shrine and when she scene. yeah when she go, comes across the the, the, the the knife that stabbed her oh yeah that's right yeah pretty, that was that was pretty raw well, uh, not not to mention when she kills somebody by throwing a TV on them, and she says, "I saw that in a scary movie." Yeah, I know. The, the, and I'm like, "Yes, yes, you did." <laughs> poking fun at us at us stew lovers with that one, oh, yeah. but once again, and you know, I know I've said a hundred times, I want stew to come back, and <laughs> they still will not finally say whether or not because they like to fucking dang. All those little Easter eggs that haven't like officially they, they, said that he's dead. There's, there's literally a moment in this movie where they're like, uh, uh, Kirby says, uh, Kirby says something about Stu Mocker, and Mindy says, Yeah, if you believe, uh, uh, Kirby says something about Stu Mocker being dead, and Mindy says, Yeah, yeah if you if believe, you believe that. Yep. And I'm like, oh shit, why do they do that? Because, <laughs> you know, it could be like, oh, it could be a tease, or it could just be them poking fun of the people, you know, us that yeah, it could be believe just that Stu is still alive. Poking fun of us, yes. So. But at the same time, I like I love that they do that to the fan base. Yeah. Like, I, I love yeah, how in tune the writers are, are to, like, are. the fan base and, like, what the yeah, fans yeah. want to see and what they would like to see and how they can poke fun at it. Yeah. A radio silence has done a wonderful job. Oh yeah, for sure. Like they they've done a really good job of like picking up where Wes Craven left off. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it? Let's see. Uh, what about uh favorite uh Gail's uh? Oh, we didn't even talk, well, we didn't even talk about the subway scene though. The subway scene was wonderful. The subway scene. Yes. Yes. Subway scene was insanely cool. And all that little. All the Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. the funny little and like there's literally there's literally like so many different Halloween oh, yeah. costumes. When we get to the great robbing facts, there's a list of all the uh, characters that are in there. Yeah, so that was fun. Oh, uh, but yeah, like was, I, I loved how tense it was. Apartment scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and it was just like what we said in our original speculation episode that she was not going to be. The Mindy was not in the was, same. Train as the rest of them. She was not on the same train. Yeah. Oh, and then we got the Gail's apartment scene. We finally got the iconic moment where Gail finally has a a conversation with with Ghostface. Yes. Yep. It's great. The only thing I didn't like is that there's just. Had it so. They played it so well to where it looked like Gail was going to be finally killed. That was like a hey, common. I was, that, honestly, that was, I was like, oh, he, she, she is gonna be where she belongs now. That's kind of a nope. common thing with this movie, though. There was yes. a lot of red herring deaths where you think somebody died and they didn't. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people did. It almost killed where they should have actually been dead. Like, there's no reason. I was like, there's no fucking way they survived that. Yeah, and we'll get to to who that is in just a second. <laughs> Because uh, I think I think Mindy's is like the most believable because she just got stabbed once in the stomach and you can yeah, you can Mindy, survive Mindy's that. Believable. If you yeah, if you get into a hospital fast enough, you can survive that. Gail, I guess I could, but I'm 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 wondering why they keep doing this because from what I've read, I, 
she wanted to uh Courtney Cox wanted Gail to be dead and yeah. scream for Mhm. But they just won't do it. They won't let go of Gail. <laughs> just let her go. She's great. Yep. Like it would have been interesting if they pulled that type of move with like if they're doing just a new trilogy of like five you know, five, six, and seven, where they kill off the legacy characters in each one, like Dewey dies in yeah. five, Gale dies in six, and Sydney dies in seven, or something like that. Yeah. That would have been interesting. They mentioned, uh, uh, like I said, even though that uh, she wasn't in it, they still name drop Sydney yep. in this movie. And then she's like, I called her, and she said, you know, like something, something. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, that's um, really all we get, Sydney wise. Uh, two other favorite scenes. I love when they did the callback. Where uh, Sam goes to punch Gail because apparently Gail, uh, so so Gail's character writing kind of sucks in this movie in a way because it's a like bit. even though Dewey died in the fifth one, do you think she would be you know more more sympathetic about it and, or anything? And more she's already got a man. Protect Sam, but uh, uh, well, not just that, but the fact that she is straight back to being cold-hearted and rotted and making money off of shit that her friends have died from yeah and at the same i wonder at the same time if that's like her defense mechanism of like just throwing it herself into something it could be to which, keep her mind off which, of doing which tara says it best is like you're uh you don't exist without ghost or or uh you don't you, you can't stay relevant without ghost face or something yeah. like that but, so it's like I think it's like a combination of the two of like her just trying to stay relevant, but also like finding this as like maybe her version of therapy of like trying to get past Dewey's yeah. death. And I and I mean I mean she also says her whole thing of you know uh, uh, someone's gonna write about it, why not me? Mm. So I, mean, I guess that makes sense. somebody that actually but, you know experienced it and witnessed it. So yeah, but I love I love when Sam goes to punch her and she dodges it and she's like haha and then. Tara fucking knocks her ass <laughs> out. Knocks her <laughs> God, that was yeah. good. That, uh, that scene, and I loved, uh, even though, I mean, it was kind of the same, but I, I loved Mindy's whole, you know, oh, here we go. This is a franchise. Uh, Beheading. Uh, 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 her meta, her meta Randy moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love when she says that. Beheadings. In. in? She more or less figured almost everybody out. Yeah. Yeah, she did. I, I love that scene at the end. She's like, I miss it again. I know, uh, you know, she <laughs> She's like, I called it that. and I miss it again. Yeah. But yeah uh, like they're going to redeem that in Scream 7 where she actually gets it right, but then she's there for know. it. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. She's like, I'm, uh, and like it, it just cuts her. She's like, I finally am here for her. See here. Oh, and then, of course, fucking bodega scene was iconic as oh, fuck. Yeah. Literally, Ghostface walks into the store. No chill. To a crowded grocery store in full costume. Starts murdering. It starts murdering people. Kills two people left right off the bat with his knife. I just a shotgun takes the shotgun away from the shop owner and then fucking blows him away with it. Like, God damn. Ghostface don't play around. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's as far as favorite scenes. That's probably it for me. Yeah. Um, favorite kills, definitely the opening kills, Mar Weaving. That one was a opening good kill. kill. Opening kill was good. 
Uh, um, obviously love that Sam killed his ghost face. Finally. Yes, yes, the that way she sick. killed him too. Was... The way she killed him. Um, Stabbed him in the eye? Hell yeah. One of the most iconic, oh yeah, yeah. and speaking of stabbing in the eye, the therapist's death was sick as fuck too. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, a stab through the eye as well. But when Tara takes the fucking knife, puts it up through uh, Ethan's fucking mouth, and then does that whole line where she says, you're going to die a fucking virgin, and then, then twists the knife. Oh my god. <laughs> Wasn't, I remember, no, it was Sam that said that line to, to Quinn. He's yeah. like, I already killed one of your brothers, what's another one? Yeah. Yeah, what's another one? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we'll get to the big reveal later on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Quinn. Uh, yeah, for so you know, so uh, yeah, so so Quinn, the ghost face. She's not dead. Obviously, she 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 faked her death. Yep. Officer Dermont is the ghost face, and he's kind of the leader of it. Uh, and Quinn's his daughter and Ethan's his son Ethan's the other ghost face and yeah. Mindy figured out Ethan immediately to the point that she was even calling him ghost face and even making text emo- uh, saying a GF yeah. is, uh, when she's texting somebody <laughs> it was funny as hell that she did that no if I'm not mistaken this is the first time that we've had three ghost faces right because usually yes, it's just the two but we didn't have three ghost faces we technically yeah, not even had, in the TV series. Not technically even. had four ghost faces in this movie. Oh, Jason, Jason counts as a ghost face. That's true. He wore, so this is the, the costume, first time we've had more than two ghost faces, and he killed as ghost face. The only one that I'm technically not counting, even though I want to, is Sam, because she did wear the costume and did kill, but, but she's not, and she did make the calls, but she's not intentionally trying to be ghost face. Yeah. That's how I'm getting her off on technicality. So then, for the, so the, in any case, so the most faces. ghost faces we've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had four in ghost faces. Movie, yeah. You can't count Jason's partner because he didn't really do anything. He didn't kill his ghost face yet. No, he got killed by ghost face. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes, there are four ghost faces. Very cool. Really cool. Yep. Um. So before we. Get into any, I mean, yeah, fairy kills. One more, yeah. What you got? One more awesome fucking scene. I think we all clapped in the theater. We finally get two ghost faces attacking somebody at the same time and then wiping their fucking blade at the same time. At the same time. Oh my god. That was iconic. (laughs) And again, it was one of those things where, well, we should say they they stabbed Chad a bunch of times. Guy, where you know, think, oh shit, they killed he Chad. Have been dead. But he then he's still alive after like 13 stabbings from each ghost face. Yeah. I think Cece cried whenever that part <laughs> happened because we thought shit, Chad was dead. And I thought so too. And when he when it was revealed that he survived, I was kind of mad because I was like, come on, really? He should have died from that. He absolutely But then that, died. like, well, after I gave it some thought, that's when I told Cece, Cece, I know why. He's the Dewey of the Core Four. <laughs> He's meant to be, he's meant to be the red herring death in every movie where oh. you think he's dead, but he's actually still and alive. Chad now has this ongoing romance with Tara, which I'm very happy about. I like that. I'm happy about it, but yeah, it's it super cute. This is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cute. I like it. 
Now we just need one of fucking Mindy's girlfriends to not fucking die. Right? God, stop. God damn. Let this woman be happy. Her over like that. Just let let Mindy be fucking happy. Give her a girl <laughs> and scream seven and don't kill her. Don't kill her for the love of God. <laughs> God damn. Stop. They've done it twice now. <laughs> I mean, don't uh, get me wrong. What I like it the most about this movie is that it's very brutal. And the fact that, you know, especially like the, the whole like ladder scene. That shit had me on edge the entire time, especially with the shaking. And then, like, it, and the, what was funny is that my husband, Nick, literally was laughing the minute Mindy's girlfriend just hit the ground because it was the most anticlimactic death. Because you expected it to die. And I was like, oh, no. And then, he, and then I was like, yeah. Like, I just expected, like, a more dramatic death for her. She just that, drops. That kind of thing. She just drops like you know i expected it like to be like emotional but it was like just plop done there yeah. she is it was just like you know. jeremy and halloween ends when that kid just flies <laughs> when i saw it again i still busted out laughing when jeremy dies at the beginning of halloween ends because it's just so Whoa. funny how his head just snaps back Punk ass bitch. it still well, made see, me laugh well, so even, hard it's even a little more heartbreaking about annika dying is okay so you know of course me I, I i've i've done all of my homework and i know which ghost faces killed who uh so in the apartment scene the one who killed annika that's ethan earlier in the movie you at the halloween party they had switched something they had switched hats or something what's right also what's all yeah what's also great about this movie is this takes place during halloween in mm-hmm. one right but yes, we see Annika wearing uh, wearing a, a hat or or a helmet or, or or a mask, and then Ethan's wearing something else. And then the next scene, they've swapped. So it's like they're good enough friends that they'll like mess with each other and take each other's. And then he still and, kills and her. Wear them. And he killed her. Yeah, that's fucking heartbreaking that he was able to do that. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, but of course, yeah, I've done my homework. Uh, I can I tell you who all killed who. <laughs> the 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 apartment scene is Ethan. Uh, the the most kills is Officer Dermont. He he did the bodega. He's he killed everybody except for he didn't uh, he didn't kill Annika, and Gail's boyfriend uh, is killed by Quinn. Okay. The only one I'm not sure about it, because you know Quinn's also Ghostface. Don't know if Quinn and Ethan both killed Quinn's boyfriend, or if Quinn killed her boyfriend, or if just Ethan killed. Yeah, that one's a little. Yeah, that one's a little cloudy. That's the only one I'm cloudy about. But everybody, everything else was done by Officer Dermont, except for Annika was Ethan, and Quinn's and uh, Gail's boyfriend was Quinn. Hmm. Gail has uh, unless uh, let's say Ethan, let's say Ethan kills Quinn's boyfriend for sake of. Of uh, Quinn not being figured out, uh, Quinn has the least amount of kills. She only has one, and Ethan would have two, and then Officer Dermot would has have two. The rest of them, yeah. Uh, I think he has seven or eight. Jesus, he he was just shy of beating Roman. Roman had. I really wish eight or nine, right? Roman had nine. Roman had nine. Okay, ethnically, but you know, I'll get on. You, fucking yeah, the Roman. whole thing about Scream Three, you know, <laughs> how there's ghosts. Ghostface, because <laughs> it makes there, no there's sense. There's supposed to be two ghost faces. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Yeah. But yeah, maybe. So, uh, so I think it's time to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to go do a grave robbing facts. And then when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about stuff that maybe we didn't like as much. And then our final thoughts, especially on the ghost face reveals. Okay. And, yeah. and, uh, and the plot, the, the uh, motive. And the motive, yeah. Okay, so we'll be right back with with some grave robbing facts. Hey everybody, welcome back to our grave robbing facts where we discuss basically anything that goes behind the scenes and fun facts that is based on our topic, which is uh, Scream 6. That is correct. Oh, you want to do it again? What'd you do? No, uh, did you want to run it again? Because no, no, no. I, I just saw Maybe. you doing this. No, I mean, I can redo it if you want. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, you, you, yeah. go ahead and redo it just because I, I interrupted you. Because <laughs> I, I saw you doing this, so I thought you said to you that you like, wanted me I was to cut like, that. So I thought you I wanted me to cut it. it. That's why. My bad. No. Uh, uh, yeah, go, go ahead and start it again. Okay. Sorry. Hey everybody, welcome back to our Grave Robbing Facts, where we basically give you any fun facts that go behind the scenes of the topic that we are discussing. And this time around, even though we are a month late, once again, we are discussing everything that went back into Scream 6. Things that happened and things that may be involved into the casting thing. So yeah, hi. (laughs) All right, so I'll go ahead and take the reins first here. So, our first grave robbing fact, although Courtney Cox and Roger Jackson, the voice of Ghostface, are the only actors who have had roles in all six films, this film marks the first time they have directly interacted via telephone. Took six movies to get there. <laughs> Damn. Alright. Uh, who wants to take the next one? I got it. Somebody dressed as Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls is seen in the subway. Roger L. Jackson, voice of Ghostface, is also the voice of Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo will destroy the Pop of Girls. Our third big robbing fact is that Courtney Cox did her own stunts in Gale's showdown with Ghostface. That was the bulk of my time filming. She told Entertainment Weekly it was physical it was my favorite scene i've ever had in a screen movie because i really got in a fight with ghostface <laughs> much respect I mean, to I courtney do, cox for that I, I would do the same thing honestly see now now what i want is a john wick style fight against ghostface oh <laughs> give me a bite what, what are you talking about dude ghostface would not stand a fucking chance no no not not against john wick but like john, john wick, wick style fight of like the same like yeah. you know like same choreography say, if so. ghostface is calling john wick he's he better fucking oh he, he's up. gonna hang on the moment he hears hello he's like oh yeah no never mind yeah but he like star 69's i'm back are you calling because i want you want to know if i'm back oh. <laughs> uh Anyway, our next grave robbing fact. On the subway, one of the passengers is dressed as Grace from Ready or Not, which was directed by Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, who directed this film. Samara Weaving, also who played Grace in that film, also stars in this movie. What the what the connection? Uh, next grave robbing fact is 
rape Frankie, asked Tara if she is a part of the Omega Beta Zeta sorority. This would be the new New York chapter of the same sorority house Cece, played by Sarah Michelle Geller, was in Scream 2. I love that. I love that callback to Scream 2. When I first heard it, I was like, what? Omega Beta Zeta. <laughs> Omega Beta Zeta is uh, Cece speaking. <laughs> so, our next re robbing fact it is the longest film in the franchise at two hours and three minutes. And it was still a breeze. It did not mm. feel like a two hour movie. Because it was, mm. it, it was such, it, the pacing was so well done that it did not, there was no points where I was like, oh god, this feels like a two hour movie. Um, but at any, anyway, our next grave robbing fact is the really fun one because I'm a sucker for these kinds of things. One of the film's marketing stunts caused a slight panic. In early March, people in Ghostface costumes were sent out to various cities as part of a viral marketing ploy. One of those cities was Sonoma, California, where the original Scream was filmed, and police received several 911 calls from alarmed locals. I, I love, love guerrilla marketing like this. I love guerrilla marketing like this. Like, yeah, the, like, like what they did with Screen or for Smile, Smile at, at the baseball yeah. game. Yes. More movies need to do shit. Like oh this. yes, they do. I love that kind of stuff. Like they even did it. They 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 didn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't with for a, for a movie. But I remember for Bioshock Two, to promote Bioshock Two, they like they went to beaches and like legit had, like bought like glass bottles with like messages inside, and they were like maps to Rapture and like. And oh, people shit. like invitations to Rapture and that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. Oh, one 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 album cycle. Uh, when uh, Motionless was going to release it, release an album, they had uh, a bunch of people set up in different cities where they hit a QR code, and people would be hiding out, would be over by the city, and uh, fans would have to uh, walk by and scan the QR code, mm-hmm. and if they did. That person would alert it, motionless, and then they would release a track from the album on Whoa. that day until everybody got every track, and then they and would stream it, the whole album. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, what's our next grave robbing fact, Kyle? Is the next one is Mindy and Annika are shown eating from a Jiffy Pop aluminum tin, which was what Casey was making shortly before she was killed in Scream, nineteen ninety six. Look at that! Oh, the Jiffy. Wow. So, so it looks like a Jiffy Pop is just cursed in this universe. Like, you eat Jiffy Pop, you are might get attacked or killed by Ghostface. Oh. So just stay away from Jiffy Pop. Just don't. <laughs> Our next grave robbing fact is that the directors joke that they've watched the movie one thousand times. And constantly notice a new reference in the movie. And some of their most obscure Easter eggs include a reused sound from the sound effect T.I. Uh, Ty West? Yeah, Ty West. Ty West. Ty West. Uh, uh, 2022 horror film X. A glimpse of the Sonic Hedgehog blue head quills as a favor for Benatelli open sun. And a shot of someone, somebody dressed as Kiki Palmer's character from Nope. Nice. The just the most random thing is yeah, there you can see part of Sonic the Hedgehog's blue hair. <laughs> yep. That's great. <laughs> we love it. All right. Our next grave robbing fact. Samara Weaving's character Laura Crane shares a name with Sydney's alias Laura that she was using while in hiding in Scream 3. Her last name is a reference to Marion Crane from Psycho. Oh. Look at that. 
Our next grave robbing fact is the first Scream sequel to ever reference any of the sequel film's killers directly by name and not indirectly. Every sequel up until this film had only specifically referenced the first film's killers, Billy and Stu. I didn't know about that, actually, because I never really paid attention to that. They never actually said yeah. their like their names until this one. So, our last, but not least, grave robbing fact is the most notable horror reference arrived in the subway sequence with the background characters such as Pinhead, the Babadook, Peach Fuzz, Jason Voorhees, Samara from The Ring. By the way, it is the 2002 version. Hayako from The Grudge. Michael Myers, Grace from Ready or Not, The Creep, Chucky from Child's Play, Pennywise, American artist, Andy Warhol. I almost said American Werewolf in London. Please don't <laughs> don't know that. Um, but anyways, the Greedy Twins from The Shining, uh, Freddy Krueger, the Wolf Mask from Creep, Sherry from Stab Six, and Italian American actress and model Julia Fox. They literally threw. Every almost every single well, horror character into this. Well, there is one that I do see that you missed. Mm. What? There is someone dresses Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, this one's talking uh, about the subway. I think that was in the party scene, right? Was this the party scene? No, because this one's talking about the subway. Oh, okay, the subway. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah I, I remember yeah. seeing that in the party scene. Yeah, though somebody yeah, dresses yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Love it. So now, if they ever do a screen movie set during Christmas, we gotta have somebody dressed in a blue sweater, walking around with a garbage can. Oh my gosh! <laughs> garbage day. Garbage day. <laughs> Which, by the way, we never got our rounds during that episode. Oh yeah, yeah, we never did an episode on Silent Night Deadly Night too. So we gotta fix that. Yeah. <laughs> gotta fix that. That's the situation. Well, anyways, that was all of our great robbing facts. Yay. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled programming. And we are back from our grave robbing facts, continuing our discussion and review on Scream 6. So we've talked about our favorite characters, our favorite scenes, and our favorite kills. Now we got to talk about some stuff that maybe we didn't really enjoy so much in this film. Because not every movie is perfect. There's always going to be some stuff that could have been done better or didn't need to be in the movie. Um, but for me personally, I would have to say the whole thing with Chad not dying at first bothered me. I hated that they didn't, that yeah, he didn't die. And again, the same thing with the red herring deaths. Where there's a lot of characters that you think are dead and they're really not. Especially somebody like Gail, where you that looks like a you know a life ending injury like that should have killed her, but she's still alive. Yeah. But um, yeah, like that. I think that was like honestly one of my bigger issues. Um, that and when it came to the actual Ghostface reveal, outside of Officer, what was his name, Kyle? A uh, Dermont. Outside Dermot. of Officer Dermont, um. I, the other two, like Quinn and Ethan, were just kind of there. They weren't, they they, yeah. they weren't as like impactful as Officer Quinn was. Quinn was cool because because of the, of the, first the time because of the fake death. You're yeah. like, wow, she didn't die. That's cool. Yeah, but Ethan was just like eh. Ethan, not good. Was just disappointing. Here we I'm go. Yusuf and I are actually on the same page for once. <laughs> Here we go. 
This never My happens. two cents. The movie was great. Sam turning into fucking Billy Loomis's daughter, like the actual bullshit, like fucking like Ghostface was the shit. I was like, this is what this is what I paid for. I wanted this soul of revenge and the fucking overtaken of just you know, let your sinful nature take over. It's all good. We love blood and gore. We love a good revenge story. But here is like what Yusuf said, but I'm probably going to make it worse. I did not feel so Billy, not Billy Loomis. I forget the guy. What's the boyfriend's name? Richie. Uh, Richie. Richie. So Richie yeah. goes out with Sam. Yeah, it's, it's Richie's think... family. It's our ghost face. So they, Richie's families know that he's really into horror films, really into stab, all this other bullshit. Because he dated Sam, you would think at some point in their relationship, I'm not saying if it was a fling or whatever bullshit, that he would have introduced Ooh. Sam to his family. Why wouldn't Sam they, have recognized them? Or other words, if he would introduce the other the other girlfriend, why didn't they not? Why did it, they know about Sam? That's the thing that doesn't fucking line up. Because well, I'm see, like, Sam, that, and, Sam and Richie weren't together for that long. It yeah, was kind of like a quick thing that Richie had to immediately get in and infiltrate. To lure her back to Woodsboro, yeah. and not, not, yeah, not only that, not to mention that it was all up in, yeah, that's in California. Yeah, and they live, yeah, his family. Part, there was though. his family lives in New York, so I don't think they would have taken yeah. that trip all the way down to New York just to meet his family yet. Yeah, yeah. but he, even if their relationship was so insignificant for a bigger plot, I don't think it should have made a bigger impact on the family the way it did. I'm like, what does the dad care? What does, like, I feel like it should have been just Richie's story and we should have been either, it was, should have been someone within the group or should have been like something, not within the group, but like someone that was obviously unexpected. Uh, when I, when I got those reveals, I'm like, huh, I don't care about them. Like, what, like, well, yeah. you know, they just, they get what they deserve, but I feel like it was very anticlimactic. Like, why would the, dad all of a sudden care why would the sister care the sister was like well, the, the most annoying with, i was like uh, it's the same way with scream 2 it, it was pretty much scream 2 yeah. it was because it was uh, billy's mom billy's mom it was richie's dad and, and his sister and brother but the thing is like but i and feel like billy's also... mom had the motive because there was a cheating there was an affair but, but she still was well she was still going after sydney because uh, she killed her, billy her, her whole motive was sydney killed billy so it's the same motive. It's the same exact motive. Yeah, so now Richie's yeah. dad is going after Sam because Sam killed Richie. Yeah. I feel like that's that and, was probably the most... I thought it was well, cool to have three ghost face, well, but that shit was like whack as The fun. original like, motive got changed. I wish they would have stuck with it. The original motive, what they were going to be doing was it was going to be the same reveal and everything, Richie's, parent, Richie's yeah. family... Except for the reason that they were trying to kill Sam was not because she killed Richie. Well, it was because she killed Richie, but because they didn't think Richie was Ghostface, they thought Sam was Ghostface. Mm. It brought into the, all the whole theory the that whole Sam did the original killings. See yeah. that? 
I would have liked better as the plot. I don't think it should have been like, oh, how about the family? I'm like, at that point, that's just dumb. That's just really poor writing. And I mean, the other than like obviously the whole archive, I feel like somebody close to Richie should have put those things out there that worked in the police force, but we were introduced to two other characters, which is Quinn and and the brother that we just don't care for. They were just there for like you know, just for the, hey, I'm here, but kind of, you know, like the stereotypical hmm. horror slut, then there's the, the you know, who's like, I'm the new guy, I'm just going to stick around, and then, you know, like, his presence is practically non-existent, other for the sheer reveal. But that's just my two cents. Other than that, the movie was great. I enjoyed everything about it. It was, especially Sam fucking breaking loose, breaking shit, and I'm like, great, not, this, yeah. is, this is... Besides hey. Ethan, like I, 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 I like the reveals, and I, I loved uh, Officer Officer Dermot. And I especially loved how he like kind of just kind of like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even like try, and he was like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> he like didn't even try, and like he didn't really care at all. Yeah. It was like, but uh, and I was happy they did whole Richie's family. That that was kind of cool, and it shows that Richie played a way bigger impact than you thought he did in five because it was also revealed that Richie set up that whole shrine. That was his, everything he collected over the yeah. years. And not, not to mention too, like, that it, it was also Richie's family that were doing the character assassination on Sam after the fact too. It was like, they're the ones that were yeah. kind of starting it. Yeah. Because they, yeah. Uh, y'all thought that Sam. Because even yeah, because even I think it was Quinn who says it. It's like it's not enough. It's not enough to just kill somebody anymore. You have to assassinate the character too. Assassinate the character, yeah. So like I, I like that they were part of that too. Like they were the reason that people were turning against Sam. Yeah. So yeah, I it's thought pretty, it. I, I thought yeah. it was like a little bit more psychological on that, and instead of just like going up and killing her. Yeah. I just feel also, like they, they, they were just there just should have been a, just a bigger impact with the family. Like they should have shown how close he was. They were with Richie. Like there had to be some. Well, they did. That, that was right. the shrine because his dad literally like got him all this up in the shrine. It's just like okay, yeah, the, the brother. Yeah, the brother and sister now? weren't really. You couldn't tell that they were like that close to the Richie, but they, you can tell his dad and Richie yeah. were close because of like the way that. Like you know, the, everything in the shrine was all police evidence that he got for Richie. Yeah, because he knew he, he, he knew Richie, Richie was such yeah. a fan of that. So he's like, "I'm gonna make get this for my yeah. son because it makes him happy." Yeah. yeah, and like you can tell yeah. that he supported so Richie. Yeah. And, like, his, the, the neglected child, we see that because he you, know, you can tell he supported Richie and like even you know like at that little bit when they do the reveal when they're playing Richie's like fan films. Yeah. Yeah. Which was which I uh, that that is literally the, one of the best things ever when they do Red Right Hand in the fan film mm-hmm. and as they're leaving the shrine it says a film by Richie Kirsch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so great. But yeah, yeah the the you know you know probably not the characters you really wanted to be Ghostface, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked Officer Dermot. I thought he was yeah. Great. I thought in terms of being the ghost like Ghostface, he was the best one. Yeah, guess like yeah. Qu- Quinn and Quinn and Ethan were just kind of just like follow the leader type thing. It wasn't like they had like any independent thought other than tell do what Dad told us to do. I know yeah. that uh, the, the, the only, only thing, thing I, I will say the only thing that was kind of weird was the fact that whenever they're up top in the theater. 
and Sam uh Sam is uh, about to f- uh, uh, uh officer Dermot has the gun on Sam and then she runs and tackles him off of the uh, off of the theater why didn't he fucking shoot her I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't it's know. like he had bullets well, we saw that yeah and you can't say oh he was just in, in you know like he just wasn't expecting him to do that but it's like dude's a cop he's got yeah. training for that kind of stuff like he would just shot in a second uh we get the uh weird uh so it was a very cringe moment but then it led to a really awesome moment where Kara's hanging off the balcony and she's looking at Sam and mm. it's that scene we see in the trailer but it's kind of reversed they they they, they tricked us where She's telling her to let go, and she slips her the knife so that when she drops, she can stab Ethan. Yeah. But Ethan has that cringe-ass line where he's like, come on, Tara. He's like trying to stab her. with. He's like, I've always wanted to stick something in you. I'm like, oh, God, you fucking cringe lord. <laughs> <laughs> and he got what he fucking deserved. He died a virgin. He did. I, I loved it. That was so great. You're going to die a fucking virgin. <laughs> and then they all fall off, and... I can't believe the other ones went went along with this whole Dermont's knocked out, Sam's going to go get dressed up as Ghostface, and then they're <laughs> going to call him and fuck with him. That was great. It's like, you, you, uh, you know, as much as we clapped and loved that moment, and it was, it was a really <laughs> special moment for Sam, you know that they probably was kind of like, oh, that's, I don't know, we need to keep our eye on her. That's a little fucked up. That's like, she hmm. wants to go through all this. Yeah, so you really didn't I, need I'm to dress up as Ghostface. So you really didn't uh, need to dress up as Ghostface. You could have just killed Officer Dermont. But you went uh, for theatrics. Man, dude. <laughs> Sam with the fucking police costume and mask. Yep. Best thing ever. I will say one of the things that we didn't even mention that I thought was really cool too when whenever Ghostface would call either Sam or Tara, it was from Richie's phone. Because the caller ID would say Richie. Yeah, it says Richie. Yeah, which at the same time is kind of weird because I'm like technically, yeah, Richie made a made a cameo. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, why hasn't Sam deleted that contact from her phone? It's been a year. (laughs) Maybe she's I don't know. (laughs) She so has Richie on caller ID. It's like maybe I'll text him. Upgraded or something. (laughs) I thought that was. I just thought that was funny. It's like why would you keep that in your contacts for a whole year? Yeah. His knife was good. Oh my god. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, you heard what Sam said, because not only did they, you know, fucking kill Richie's family, uh, uh, before they do, Sam uh, likes to kind of uh, uh, really insult, really uh, put salt in the wound here, where uh, where Richie's, where uh, 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 Officer Dermott's talking about Richie, and she's talking about what a a, a limp dick fuck he was. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> like oh shit. <laughs> so yeah, well he was a limp dick fuck. What a fun Sam's time. a fucking badass dude. She really this, is. Where where Tara was my favorite in Scream Five, Sam has absolutely surpassed her and become my favorite. And scream six. And scream six. Yeah. 
Like I Ooh. said, I really want her to be Ghostface because I, I'm really hoping that it does. Besides, besides the awesome that. kill as the Ghostface, we give into that as, girl. As we're ending, she holds on to the mask, and even though she drops it, still lingers on that. Yeah, so. I'm just like, come on, give into the dark. Listen to your nope. father, <laughs> nope. Team Loomis. Give me yeah. more Ulrich uh, screen time. Come on, Sam. <laughs> uh, I love how when they do do the reveal, uh, Hermont does the whole uh, three, uh, and he says uh, here, uh, three, uh, 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 her grandmother, uh, Mrs. Loomis, and he's like, two, Stumacher, and he pulls out his, one, your dad. Yeah, Loomis, because and, and, he's like giving them all the mask and telling which 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 killer had each w- what mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love that that they did that. That was it was really cool. Yep. Yeah, that, and we figured was fun. That, we called it that the the cool mask we saw in the trailer was Billy Loomis. Yeah, I figured it was either it was either going to be Billy no, Billy be. or Stu's. Yeah, yeah, the way the way it was aged up, we were like, it's got to be one of the original masks. Oh. Especially when we were like, can it play? Can it, are they going to bring Stu back? And maybe it's Stu, and and, and it's just his mask again. <laughs> but alas, there's still no hope. Stu for there's us. still hope for seven. There's still hope for seven. <laughs> just, it's just scream seven. It's just everybody's the poster is just everybody's face has been photoshopped out, and it's just Matthew Lillard's face on everybody. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out it's still no Matthew Lillard. It's just that and the poster. Like. <laughs> And even in that one, they give us a little tease that Stu is still alive. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and then the trailer is just a deep fake if everybody has Matthew Lillard's face on it, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just everything is Matthew Lillard. I love the whole Reddit scene in the movie where they had like a whole subreddit about oh, yeah. Sam was <laughs> the original ghost face. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What? So, whatever I find out, final thought. Final thoughts. I mean, this movie's great. It's a lot of fun. I loved all the little Easter eggs and callbacks to to the originals. Absolutely. Um, These outside of the little like issues with the reveal uh, of the ghost face, sis in this case, um, yeah. I didn't really have any other issues. This one's a solid eight out of ten for me. Oh, see, I'm yeah. See, just about everything. Reiterate everything Yusuf said. Uh, I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. I don't have many gripes about this movie at all. I fucking love this movie. It it absolutely exceeded my expectations of uh, uh for it. Really want Sam to be Ghostface. Uh, <laughs> a, a radio silence. It's just fucking doing love letters to fans with this with these films. But do have some bad news possibly. So you know, be I, I like to keep my all know everything about there is to know about scream rumor going around is the reason that they haven't done that they haven't announced scream seven yet because because obviously for those who don't know uh this actually has surpassed in box office like it's broken so many records they absolutely exceeded box office records uh Reason they haven't announced Scream Seven is because there is a rumor that Radio Silence may not be returning for oh. Scream Seven because they're doing 
and other movies that they're doing Escape from New York, and they're supposed to be doing a unnamed Universal, uh, a unnamed Universal movie that originally, the original title was Dracula's Daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember seeing hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. they're doing that. And I didn't know they were working on Escape from New York. Uh, Escape from New York, yeah. That's I kind of don't doing. want them to though, just because like Escape from New York is already a perfect movie. So uh, I'm like, I don't, yeah. you don't need to remake it. <laughs> Yeah, but 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 they're doing that, and Paramount apparently wants to go ahead and that they want to get the movie filming as early as October this year. They want it wow. filmed this year and to release it next year. Because hmm. I mean, this one did good by yeah. being filmed immediately. Uh, so they want to go ahead and do it, but Radio Silence may not be able to return, so they're going to have to look for something else. Uh, which you know, I'm kind of scared over. But recently, here's what we've what the Scream fandom has found out. Uh, uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Landon, the guy who done Freaky and Happy Death Day, the director, mm-hmm. he recently started following all the Screamcast. <laughs> and people think that maybe Christopher Landon's going to be doing Scream 7. Interesting, interesting. I would be okay with Christopher Landon doing yeah. Scream 7. I like him. And I think he would also bring back a little bit of a... Well, he didn't do too much comedy into it. Yeah, because like it was, I feel like yeah, six was yeah. a little bit more of a serious movie. I think if the yeah, if he if he serious. ends up doing seven, I think he's gonna throw in a little bit more of the meta humor in there. Yeah, and honestly, with the way that the franchise is going, how it's mirroring the original trilogy, uh, I think seven could take place in Hollywood again. But here's something you didn't think about. This this movie is literally if this happens this this trilogy is literally mirroring the original trilogy by complete accident in all the ways because in Scream Three, uh, that was not written by Kevin Williamson. He 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 didn't return for that one. He came mm. uh, somebody else wrote Scream Three, so this would literally be the Radio Silence happened, leaving, Scream Three, Scream Silence and then and a new director doing wow. this one. Yeah, that's crazy. Nope. Interesting. But um, yeah. So V, what's your ranking on this? What's your uh, my ranking? What's your score? Is seven point five out of ten tombstones. Everything was perfect about it. Just wish the reveal was better. That's all. Knocked up some big points with that reveal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they ducked. They ducked it hard, bro. I mean, it's it's what it is. What it is. It's what your thoughts are. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our discussion on Scream 6. I know this one was kind of a longer episode because we had to catch up on some of the news that were coming around. We did the spec map, and now we have to do the uh, Scream 6 review. So I know with I know it's a longer one. The next one's not going to be as long, we promise. Um, but before we leave, we got to do our basic housekeeping. Um, so whichever one of us wants to start, it'll be your Kyle. Uh, so I am on Twitter as Kyle S. Prescott, and I pretty much just post about horror, wrestling, and motionless and white. <laughs> motionless and white, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What about you, V? Uh, you guys can find me at AJ Jen Poultis on both Twitter and our YouTube. I am currently trying. I feel like I say this every episode, trying to get back into the youtube group but it my blood has been peaking it's just the time and the uh, more amount of money that uh premiere costs 
But, you know, since I get that ball rolling, um, at the same time, I have been getting motivated by other people saying that they really do miss my content and whatnot. So I'm going to try and get back in the groove of things and try to, like, you know, not do too much, you know, do a little bit of something of a of a nice length so I don't keep you guys bored and you guys are entertained still with the content. But either way, um, trying to trying to get that creative juices flowing. But also, um, I know that you guys are already following me on my personal account on Instagram under V Villain. It is a private account, but I, of course, if I recognize your account, I will gladly follow you back, and you guys can. Uh, see something more about my personal life. I post just about everything, especially ghosts. Um, I'm a ghost whore. But other than that, we have other more interesting people on the podcast. Um, but I guess, you know, I, I guess I can name drop him as Yusuf. Uh, some weirdo under Yusuf1220. I don't know. On that's... Instagram. Have you heard of him? So. <laughs> yeah, that's my Instagram. It's Yusuf1220. Um, you can find me, I'm usually on Twitter most often, you can find me on Twitter at itbeyusef, where I, as everybody knows, I post the stupidest shit ever, because I'm easily bored. Ladies, he's <laughs> single, please take, please. Um, like my, one of my last tweets was, one of my favorite tweets, it was, for whom the Taco Bell tolls. Yes. <laughs> because it's funny. Um. And then after that, I'm also, uh, we're also, uh, the podcast itself, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and, uh, Slasher, as, uh, Sounds from the Grave, and we're also on YouTube, and Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we're out there, and, um, outside of that, if you guys, you know, want to reach out to us, you can always send us a, a message on either our personal Twitters or Instagrams, or, uh, or on our podcast Twitter or anything like that, and, you know, if you want to give us suggestions on stuff we could cover, or if you, you know, want to talk about being on the podcast, by all means. Um, but that's really all we have. So again, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for being patient on our uh, unplanned hiatus. Promise we'll try to be a little bit more consistent with our content, as are we, we keep trying to figure out our schedules and everything. Uh, but um, we really hope you enjoyed the episode and that you uh, have a good day or good night whenever you're listening to this and that you stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Mommy's with the maggots now. Oh.